Hi, I'm Graham Hill, author of Electric Cars, The Truth Revealed. Um, you can get a copy of that by going to grahamhilltraining.com and uh, buying a copy. And if you want to pay the upgrade for the training that will be coming out in 2024, um, then uh, you can pay for it and get it very low price. Um, if you wait till the training actually comes out, then we'll be charging a lot more for the course. Okay, we're talking about um, insurance and the effect of insurance on electric cars and electric cars on insurance so these are the things that people don't tell you about the dealerships don't tell you about it the lease brokers don't tell you about it um, when you get a car it's, it's abysmal what we need to do is flood the market with information people once they've got plenty of information they feel comfortable going ahead with either buying a car leasing the car um, putting it on higher purchase or any type other type of uh, finance I'll be covering that off in other podcasts, I'm sure. Um, now, we spoke about driving through a flood in the last podcast. This is number four. And um, I just want to talk very briefly about um, having minor accidents in the, in the car where you could end up with the, uh, the car being written off just purely because there's some minor uh, damage to the battery pack underneath the car. A lot of the insurance companies, rather than uh, try and repair the battery pack, which could lead to other problems down the line, um, or the cost of the battery pack is so expensive, they're saying they're not going to bother replacing it, they're just going to write the car off, and this is happening more and more. We're seeing a lot of this in the press, that the salvage companies that do this work, they're saying they're getting backed up with cars now, electric cars, but they've now had to take the batteries out, they've had to separately store them, uh, because they've got no way at the moment of disposing of them, um, or reusing them and recycling them, although some of them have started doing it, but there's still a big problem with this. Now, one of the things is, if you have a minor accident with your car, you're not expecting to write the car off, but you have a minor accident in the car, and there's a couple of hundred pounds worth of damage to the bodywork. But when you did this, you slipped off the road, you went over a pavement, um, you caught the underside of the car, which damaged the battery pack. Now, suddenly, out of the blue, the car's been written off. You weren't ever expecting that. Now, did you take out gap insurance, general, uh, general asset protection insurance? I mean, it's a good expression because it does fill a gap. Now, if you haven't taken out gap insurance, you could be thousands of pounds out of pocket, more so with electric cars than with a petrol or diesel car. Um, because, as I say, you could have just a relatively minor accident and end up having a, the car written off. Now, if you've got of the car on a, um, a contract hire, a lease, uh, as many people refer to it as, then um, if the car is written off, you need to have uh, f the, the finance gap or financial gap, which makes up the difference between what the insurance company will pay out and the, uh, the settlement figure from the finance company. The finance company says, well, we want £18,000 and the... Um, uh, the the insurance company says we're going to pay fifteen thousand, so there's a three thousand pound difference. Now that is made up by the gap insurance. Now there are other features of these gap insurance to look out for. So make sure you not only get that gap covered, which it will be, um, but also you've when you took out the the finance on the car, you now want to take out a new uh, finance agreement, a new lease agreement. You've got to find the down payment again. So most of them cover up to £2,000 worth of initial rental that you would have paid. So that you get that back on if the car is written off. 
you also get that on the top of, of um, the, the financial gap between the settlement figure and what's been paid out by the insurance company. Um, and also it covers excess up to, there'll be a, 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 a figure on, on that, normally a thousand pounds. So, uh, so it covers your excess on the claim and it also covers your initial uh, rental figure of £2,000. So it's well worth having if you have a lease. And very often, you're never offered that because you do need additional permissions if you're providing lease finance, then to provide insurance products, which is what this is, Gap Insurance is an insurance product, they need additional um, permissions from the uh, FCA. Now, on the other hand, if you've taken out a car uh, on say a PCP, you've got two alternatives. You've got back to invoice, which is what you originally paid for the car. So they'll take you back to the invoice, they'll settle out the finance that's outstanding, and then you'll get the difference back. So you can go into the same agreement, paying the same amount of money, but then you go back to the invoice at the original amount that you paid. Now that might not get you the same car again, because the car price is generally going up all the time. So there's another form of, of gap insurance, which isn't back to invoice. It's a, it's a direct replacement. So it will be a like-for-like like amount of money. They don't give you the car. They give you the amount of money. So let's say the, the money that you paid on the car was £30,000, and it's now gone up to 34000 If it was back to invoice, it would be 30000 that they would be paying out on, and the difference between the settlement with the finance and, and what the... Um, uh, and, and what the car cost originally. If you're a replacement gap, um, then it's the 34,000, what the car is now costing, having gone up in value over the last year or two since you took out the original gap insurance. So what I'm saying is, with the higher likelihood of cars, electric cars being written off for relatively minor damage, you need to make sure that you consider at least gap insurance. It's an expense but it's a worthy expense. Um, and I'll talk about that in another, uh, another podcast because there are reasons why you, 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 you're, you're given some time before you actually sign the papers for your gap insurance if you're taking out um, a, a, a finance agreement. And I'll discuss that and I'll explain that a little bit further in the next one or the next one, but two. Um, so that's it on uh, the... Uh, gap insurance, um, because all these insurances are things that you should maybe consider. So uh, that's it for this one. Thanks very much for watching. I shall catch you on the next one.